Hey, Anna, remember that time Sarah Winchester built a ghost maze? historical podcast. I'm your host, Anna Webb. And I'm your host, Amanda Webb. This is a podcast where two sisters geek out about all of their favorite moments in history. And this week, we are going to be continuing our spooky month by talking about Sarah Winchester and all of the weird things she did with her ridiculous money. (laughs) Please excuse me. I am eating a little bit. (laughs) I haven't had a chance to eat today. I'm so hungry. But I'm also drinking something. Would you like to know what I'm drinking? Of course. I'm having a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh. Because I bought it over the weekend and I deserve it. Love that. I'm drinking water. (laughs) Love that for me. (laughs) Just girly things. Just girly things. Oh, I have to stop doing that. (laughs) Colleen Ballinger (laughs) has ruined me. (laughs) Yeah, big time. All right, well, let's just jump right into Sarah. Let's talk about it. Talk about her and her life. So Sarah is born in New Haven, Connecticut in the summer of 1839 to Leonard Pardee and Sarah Burns. Um, we don't have an exact birth date. Oh, but shocking. Summer of 1839 is like pretty, cl- pretty good for... Yeah, at least we know the year. Pretty good for our standards. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I read said like around 1840 and I was like, there's... Everything else has a year. I don't know why you're making that decision for yourself. (laughs) She has six siblings. I do not know any of their names or what any of them did. Well. But I know she has six siblings, so. We all know who the favorite was here. Okay. (laughs) Um, Her family is well off. Her father is a wealthy carriage manufacturer. Whoa. Which is like cool for him. Regular auto man. Yeah. Yeah. Early days. (laughs) Her mom was like pretty popular in the high society that they were a part of. So her family had a lot of connections when Ah. she was young. Uh, As a child, she learns four languages, which like good for her. Do you know which ones? No, not at all. All right. She later attends the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute at Yale. Oh. So she was pretty well educated for a woman in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's well off, so I guess, you know. She has the she has opportunity, access. yeah, to be yeah. to be well educated. But still, even well off people sometimes chose not to educate their right. daughters. So, like, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> On September 30th, 1862... Uh, Sarah marries William Wirt Winchester, which is like, why did you name your son that? (laughs) Three W's. Ouch. There's not a whole lot about her childhood besides what I have shared, so pardon us for just skipping right ahead to her marriage, but it is (laughs) what she is best known for, so. She went to school and then she got married, well. A lot of, yep, a more pretty than typical most, story, yeah. More than most women of that time would have said. Yep. They probably would have just gone to the get married part. Yep, yep, yep. So William's father is, uh, Oliver, is the founder of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Mm-hmm. So Oliver created the Winchester Repeating Rifle. He was one of the first to mass produce firearms with the ability to fire multiple rounds without reloading. Ugh. Yeah. 
Um, but the Winchester repeating rifle is uh, known as the uh, gun that won the West because right. it became the like the weapon in all of the like Native American wars as we pushed westward. So it, it, he was a very important figure. Should be known as the gun that stole the West. Yes. Yep. Yes, it should. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Yeah, that's better. I know. <laughs> it's more accurate. It is. Some weird noises are happening in my apartment right now. I don't know what is going on. You're haunted. It's the spooky you know what? episodes. I, I actually think I am because sometimes it sounds like there are like animals crawling up in the ceiling cool 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 and fun cool that's okay yesterday somebody in the room next to me was like moving their bed or something and it literally sounded like something was in my wall so that was really cute and fun (laughs) that i was uh dealing with it like 10 (laughs) p.m but your building is definitely haunted oh it's definitely haunted yeah 100 percent. (laughs) so uh during the first part of their marriage William works as the treasurer for his father and the company, but he's the first son, so he's the heir to the company. So he's basically being groomed to take over. Mm -hmm. At least he was actually working for it before he got it, because some people would just be like, and now it's yours. You know what I mean? Like, he was an actual working man, and he, like, knew how to run the company, so good for him, I guess. I guess, yeah. On June 15th, 1866... Sarah gives birth to a daughter, Annie Pardee Winchester. Annie dies on July 25th, 1886 of marmus, which is a disease where the body can't metabolize proteins, so they basically just get malnutritioned and die. Marasmus. Marasmus. That's it. Yes. Sad. Um, so that's real sad. It's very sad. And that is just the beginning of the that's sad things a, that are going to happen to Sarah. That's a specific... Like, yeah, it's it's very, very rare, that we, that disease. Yeah, like, we all know kids in that time sometimes didn't live terribly long, you mm-hmm. know. But she was really well off, so she had the opportunity to have, like, a right. doctor help her give birth and, like, care for her after she gave birth. But, so she, like, statistically, her children should have let, lived. Right, Like, if she exactly. was going to have any children, her children should have lived. But the, her first daughter just happened to be born with this very rare disease. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, when we get to some of her later life, we can talk a little more about that. Oh, okay. In December of 1880, her father-in-law, Oliver, dies and leaves the company to William. So now William is in charge of the Winchester Company. Just saw a typo. Gotta fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Story of our lives. In March of 1881... Her husband, William, dies of tuberculosis. Oof. Just like Now months. that is more common. Yes. But months after his dad died, he dies of tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah inherits, strap in, $20 million, which today is over $500 million. Oh, my God. And. That's Jeffree Star money. Yeah. <laughs> And half of the Winchester Company. So not only does she inherit an existing fortune, she inherits an incredibly productive company. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a daily income of $1,000, which today is about $26,000. Oh, that's like, that's like, 
a day a day i like make a th- like a little over a thousand dollars every two weeks yeah a day oh my god not oh. disgusting i hate my life <laughs> so so she is crazy rich like she's not just like rich she is very rich unbelievably wealthy for her for the time and for today as well like she she has real actual money so sarah is very obviously depressed and in mourning over the loss of her family like so quickly so like after her daughter died she apparently and again obviously had a very hard time dealing with that like she had a hard time processing that death and to have two of her other family members die like one right after the other so close to when her daughter died it was just like not good for her she had a really really hard time processing it she apparently starts meeting with mediums and spiritualists to deal with her mourning and sure. this, this is where it gets interesting. The first the first thing I would go to. Uh-huh. Although I wouldn't be surprised if she tried to go to other stuff first, like when her daughter died and none of it worked oh. and these were the only people who could comfort her. You know, I like, wouldn't be surprised if she didn't go to doctors or anything because they would have admitted her. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, totally. So one of these mediums tells her that she is haunted by the spirits of the people who have been killed by Winchester guns. And that the deaths of her family members were retribution for their deaths and that she's cursed, essentially. I mean, I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's on her hands. No. So much as her father-in-law's. Right. So, but, but I get, I don't, hmm. Yeah, but this is what I was saying. If she believed she was cursed... How weird is it that her daughter died of a very rare disease? Yeah. You know, like that, I feel like. It can only have exacerbated her belief. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like that's, since it was so rare and so specific, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. This spiritualist tells her that the only way to appease the spirits and to keep herself safe is to move to the West and build a house to protect the lost souls and to confuse the angry spirits. Which is like, why did he tell her that? Yeah, I just don't, I think, um, I don't know how you confuse a spirit. Me either! This is the thing that has always bothered me it's about this. It's a big hang up for me on this Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I, I understand why, like, why she would believe this if she was told this. I understand that. But, like, how... It, it's a ghost. Like I'm, I'm a spirit, right? Like I'm, go- ooh, I'm haunting this place, right? Th- there are, have been new rooms built on. Oh no, I'm, I'm walled in. What will I do? Oh, I'll go, go through, through the, the wall, wall because I am not a living person because <laughs> I don't have mass. Like what? I don't get. I don't get it. Yeah. So this is. The very popular story, what is largely believed by basically everybody, um, not everybody believes that's true. Some people think that's just a rumor. Some believe that, and and this is perfectly valid, that she was depressed after her family died. She needed a change, so she moved, and she built the way she did because she needed a hobby during her depression. Like, she had an interest in architecture, and she needed something to keep her mind busy. I mean... I can't see why it wouldn't be a combination of the two. I agree. 
That's what I would think. Yeah, because I think the kind of person that she was, um, and the kind of problems she was having uh, processing the loss of her family, like, why wouldn't she believe that there were spirits haunting her? She already had a problem with the fact that they sold guns. Like, when she inherited all that money, she saw it as blood money. Because they had been the cause of a lot of death, and death was something that she had a problem with. So, like, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if if it's a combination of those things. And you're, you know, you're widowed, your whole family is gone, and you do need something to do, and somebody says, here's something to do. Yeah. So you do it, whether you are like wholeheartedly like, oh, I'm paranoid. I truly believe this is happening. Or it was just because somebody said, this is something you could do. You know, either way. Yeah. Could be the same jumping off point. Yes. Same motivation. Different, um, different way it played out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. So in 1884, she buys an unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley. I think that it's like eight rooms, two stories, something like that, this little house that she buys, and then like the land surrounding it. She doesn't hire an architect to build the mansion. She only hires a team of carpenters and gives them instructions for building as they go, which was weird. Like, sure. I'm sure she, that was very fun for the professional builders yeah, to be like, big time. what are we doing today? I have no idea. But I'm also sure they were paid well because she had oh, crazy yeah. money. So, like, I feel like at a certain point you go, oh. All right. All right. I mean, I guess. Whatever sure. you say. I'll put that I'll put that doorway that leads to the outside of your house with no stairs on the mm-hmm. second floor. Great. Yeah. Um, the, the other fun thing about this is because she didn't hire an architect, there's no building plan in existence for this building. Right. There's no blueprint. There's no, like, initial plans. I think there, I assume there's probably, like, notes, right, as she was going along and building it. But, although there might not even be those, like, those might have been lost. But, yeah, it's, it's so rare to have, like, a mansion in the style that this mansion was built with no, uh, original plans for it. Just thought that was interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So the workers apparently work around the clock until the house becomes a seven-story mansion. There is some, like, debate over whether or not they, like, actually worked around the clock. Like, her her biographer, when she wrote about her life, worked really hard to, like, disprove a lot of the theories about Sarah, even though a lot of them are, like, really popularly held beliefs by, like, a lot of people in her life. Um, Mm. and so she, one of the ways she tried to disprove this, like, working around the clock to scare the ghosts was by saying that, like, there's evidence that they had months at a time off. Uh, so, like, who really knows, but, um, just because they had months at a time off doesn't mean that they weren't also building a house to avoid ghosts, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, Uh, Throughout the building process, Sarah apparently invites mediums and spiritualists to the house and holds seances throughout the building process. I've heard a lot about that. Yes. She asks the good spirits to help her decide how to build the house to confuse the evil spirits and keep them away from her. Sure. So some reports say that she like slept in a different room every night. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Confuse the spirits so they would never know where she was. Sure. I, sure. <laughs> she was a very paranoid woman. Apparently. Yes. Because of the seemingly random design of the house and the constant strange uh, additions, 
there are many places in the house that like make no sense, which I'm sure everyone has heard about when talking about this house. So there are doors on like the upper floors that open to the outside of the house and there's just no landing. It's like literally just like open out of the wall and it's a two-story drop down, right? Yeah. Which is called the door to nowhere, but I hate calling it that because it's not going to nowhere. It's just going to the outside. Outside, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to nowhere in the house. Yeah. There are entire rooms that are completely closed in and there's no way to enter. So just like as they yeah, were building okay. and they were building a new addition, a wall got built and now, oh, I can't get into that room anymore. Trap the ghosts inside. Yes. There are windows built, like, interior windows that open up as if they would open to the outside, but they just go into another room into the house. You know, wait, hold on. I like that, actually. I do, too. Windows I actually think that's, like, rooms. kind of a cool design. I really like that. I do, too. It's like a, it's basically just like a cast opening, right? Yeah. Like, like when you have, like, a window going from, like, your kitchen into, like, your living room. Why can't you have that in other rooms? Yeah. I'm into that. I agree. Um, There are whole hallways that will like circle back into themselves. So they don't really go anywhere either. They just like loop and there's no doors or anything. There are stairs that lead to nowhere. So they just go up and then there's a wall. (laughs) You can't go anywhere. I've seen pictures of those. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about the stairs later because they're weird for a lot of reasons. Uh, There are doors that just open to brick walls. So just a door frame for no reason. Uh, there are trick doors that will open and then there's a hole in the floor and you can just like drop down into like the kitchen or something. It's like a wily e. Coyote cartoon. Yeah. Her, yeah. her house is designed like a cartoon house. Like that's the just. The Roadrunner built this house to confuse yeah. wily e. Coyote. A hundred percent. is That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Except for <laughs> the Roadrunner is Sarah Winchester. <laughs> and wily e. Coyote is the spirits. Uh, It's estimated that throughout the process of building, around 500 rooms were built total. Not all of them remain uh, because she remodeled all the time. And in 1906, an earthquake hit and it damaged part of the house. So some of those rooms were like damaged beyond repair or just aren't there anymore. Um, Yeah, I guess the thing I never really think about with the house is like, she wasn't just adding on. I think sometimes when you think she's like creating this big old maze, you, what you picture is, oh, she's just adding things. But she's not. She's putting things up and then tearing them down and building them a different way, which is like, mm-hmm. that's the part that's like bonkers to me. Or like putting things up and then building around that thing yeah. to build a new thing. We put in a wall three months ago and now we're going to tear it down or we're going to build another wall around it. or It's like... That's the part that's like, okay, yeah. we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. They built a wall three months ago that was finished. Like right. expensive paint and wood and yes, decorated. everything. It's perfectly decorated. There's furniture in this room. And then three months later, tear that down, start something new, move all of that stuff to a new place. Like, yeah. yeah. So... Today, the mansion is four stories instead of the original seven because of the earthquake. A lot of the upper floors got damaged and they had to tear a lot of that stuff down. There well, she are... should have known better. I mean, hello. Yeah. Although I read something interesting. I didn't put this in my notes, but it's interesting. The 
foundation of the house is like a floating foundation, which oh, I don't yes. know I've that much that. about it, but it means that the house moves. And yeah, so I've heard that. when the earthquake hit, it didn't damage as much as like the whole house should have come down right. in that earthquake, but it, a lot of it was saved because of the way the foundation was built. I've heard that. Yeah. So there are 161 rooms today. Um, and I, as far as I know, there are still some rooms that are, like, undiscovered because right. of the way she built it. Like, some of those yeah. things they're just never going to get to unless they started, like, tearing stuff down. Yeah. So, today in those four stories, 161 rooms, that includes 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms. One was completed and one was unfinished. There are 47 fireplaces. Oh, my God. Which we will also talk about later. Uh, over 10,000 panes of glass. There are 17 chimneys with evidence of two others, which, like, what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, There are two basements, which, again, how? (laughs) Okay. And there are three elevators. Two basements. I'm very hung up on two basements. Me too. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Uh, the estate was originally 162 acres. Today it is 4.5 acres, which is enough to hold the house and like one right. of the outbuildings. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, because when you said how many acres it was, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this house. There's yeah. stuff built on either side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about the fact that they probably just sold her land. Yeah, for sure. Because there's, yeah, there's like a whole neighborhood around it now, you know. Right. So, let's talk about the stairs for a second. Okay. Not only are there just, like, stairs to nowhere, they're, like, an odd steepness is kind of the only way I can describe it. Like, they're really shallow. It's like you step and you're like, I should be stepping further than I'm stepping. You know what I mean? In order to make the ghosts fall down the stairs? No, no, no. No. No, No, I'm just wondering why they were built that way. I will tell you why. I understand what you're saying. I will tell you why they were built that way. Oh, okay. They were designed this way because Sarah had really bad arthritis. And so she couldn't lift her foot very high. So all of the stairs are built in this strange way. So it was easy for her to get around the house. Oh. Yeah. This is also probably why there are so many fireplaces. There is a hall that's, it's just called like the hall of fireplaces because it's lined with them. There are a bunch of them and the heat was good for her joints. It was good for her arthritis. And so it, she probably put, designed it like that so that she could like make her way around the house. I want a hall of fireplaces. (laughs) Just a hall lined entirely with fireplaces. Think of how many mantles I could decorate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my so much potential for fall decoration. And Christmas decorations. Oh, oh yes. God. Yes. I love that. So as well as the like weird design of the house, it also had like a lot of very expensive commodities. So it has a forced air central heating unit, which was like... Very new and very expensive at the time. So it was weird. Everything about this is weird to me, but like part of it, the weirdness is that it was so expensive. It's a huge house Mm -hmm. to put that unit into. A huge house full of fireplaces. Did you need it that bad? Like, what? (laughs) Um, It had hot running water, which was rare. Plumbing in general was like 
not rare, but new-ish and still pretty expensive. So it, Bougie. It, yeah. So she has, like, indoor toilets and plumbing, but the hot running water is, like, that's pretty impressive. Uh, it also had gas lights that could be turned on with a button, which was pretty new huh. as well. And three functioning elevators, which is like, what? Huh. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a, that is wild to me. And it wasn't just that she had these, like, very expensive commodities. She also had a bunch of expensive stuff, like, design-wise in the house. So she has, like, custom-built stained glass windows and gold and silver chandeliers and, like, a buttload of redwood, like, all over the house. And it took, like, thousands of gallons of paint to paint this house. It was, like, it was expensive for more reasons than just the construction, right? Well, yeah. Because she was rich and she could spend it. And I think that she, like, wanted to spend it. She didn't want to have it. So well, what else she was is she going to do it. with it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But it's also wild to me that she um, spent so much on the design of the interior when she was just going to, like, tear it down. Like. Yeah. That's, that's wild that she would buy a bunch of, you know, expensive furniture to put in this room that's going to exist for a month. You know? Well, the whole thing is wild. So. Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah. Um, one of the stained glass windows, so she had a lot of uh, stained glass windows that were designed by Tiffany, like Tiffany & Co. Tiffany, the, yes, the OG. Yes, I know. Um, and I can't remember if this one was a Tiffany, but I, I, I just thought this was interesting. One of the stained glass windows has a spider web design that is like repeated throughout the house. It's one of her, like, um, obsessive things is having this design in her house. Superstitions. Yeah. The number 13 is also repeated throughout the house. See, that's so interesting because isn't that supposed to be very unlucky? Yes. Wouldn't you want seven because that's supposed to be a lucky number? It's supposed to be a holy number? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What? I'm confused about that one. But it, but it was just a compulsion. Like, she had to have them everywhere. It was, it was a part of her, all of yeah. it, you know? Uh, the mansion is not the only property that Sarah owns. It's the only one we ever talk about, but it's not the only one she owns. <laughs> In 1888, this is the year of the Jack the Ripper. See, yours is 1969, and mine is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> that's who we are as people, and that's fine. <laughs> Um, so in 1888, she buys 140 acres in what is now downtown Los Altos, California. And she also buys a farmhouse on that land for her sister and her brother-in-law. And they live on it and, you know, run a farm on it. In the 1920s, I couldn't find an exact year, she also buys a houseboat. A houseboat? A houseboat. I just, I find houseboats so, like... They're just so uncommon. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I can't think of it. But it's like so specific. It is. It is very, yeah. A houseboat. Mm-hmm. The boat is known as Sarah's Ark. That's like, I don't know sure. if that's the official name it was given or just what it became known as. I hope that was the official name. I hope she bought a houseboat and said, I'm going to call this. <laughs> Sarah's Ark, and I will usher two good spirits every year <laughs> across to the other side to my mansion. There is a rumor 
that she bought the boat as insurance in case a second flood came over the world. So everybody was like, you know, had all of these rumors about her obsessive tendencies and her spiritual whatever. So this was just like another rumor that got got added on top of it. Because because if there is a flood big enough to cover the earth, a houseboat is going to be strong enough to survive it. It's going to be just what you need. Okay. Um, There's no evidence of that in the same way that there's like more about the rumors about her spiritual whatever uh it's it's likely that she just bought it because they were popular in her social circle like that's just she needed something to spend money on yes it's a thing that people had it was a place for her to go when she couldn't be in that house anymore because like understandable you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it, it was just another thing that she owned inevitably you know sure so Sarah dies on September 5th, 1922 in her sleep due to heart failure. Uh, she died in the house. She died like in her bedroom. Yes, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. She is not ba- her dying bedroom. <laughs> oh, that would. <laughs> I just realized that might have sounded different. Than I've what seen I it. Intended. Ooh. The bedroom. Yes. Yes. I've seen pictures and video of the bedroom. <laughs> She is buried in Evergreen Cemetery in New Haven, Connecticut, next to her husband and daughter. I always forget that she's from New England because Mm. she spent so much of her life and she's so famous for the property in uh, California. California. So I think she was originally buried in California, but her family got her interned and moved to be with the rest of her family. Well, that's more appropriate. Yeah. Here's another interesting thing. Her will was written in 13 sections, and she signed it 13 times. I'm so interested in what she thought 13 meant. Well, Because I think it she... seems like the opposite of what the rest of us... But some people, some people do, like, counter that, that it's lucky. Like, because it's so unlucky, I, I think some people who are in unlucky situations, it, like, becomes luck to that. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a transfer... Huh. Depending on like the way you live your life to how you well, view I that mean, number. none of it means anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She left all of her possessions to her niece and personal secretary. Her niece was her personal secretary. I feel like I wrote that in a weird way. Anyway, oh, it's not two different people. No, okay, not her two it. different people. Her niece, her niece who was who her, was. her, her yeah. personal secretary. Yes, <laughs> got it. Her niece took what she wanted of her belongings and auctioned the rest of it off. Sure. So she made mad money. Bank. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm certain she made a lot of money off that. Yeah. There is a story that it took eight moving trucks six weeks to get all of the furniture and other belongings out of the house. Oh Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. This is another thing that her biographer was, like, very insistent, like, didn't happen. But the people who own the house are like, no, that was definitely what happened. That was definitely the story. So, Can you, know. you imagine, like, okay, you know when you're, like, going through a relative's old house mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, look at all these things that I found in all of these places that were, like, you wouldn't expect them to keep that there or this weird collection of something they had that I never knew about. Can you imagine the kind of stuff they just found in that house in random places? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Oh. Or how many times were they, like, going through the house and, like, oops, oh, this wall opened up. Oh, there's more things in here. Like, how much of it is still there because they haven't uncovered rooms and maybe there was just stuff left in there. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Uh, This also, because she auctioned off all of that stuff, that also means that the stuff that's in the house now is 
not Sarah's. Like, they can't really find any of her belongings. I think there's, like, maybe, maybe like, one room with some original stuff that they've maybe been able to pull together or something. I can't remember. Mm. Um, so everything that's decorating the house right now is, like, stuff that was donated that was period appropriate. Right. But that her stuff is just everywhere. <laughs> Man. Uh, so some accounts said that she left the house to the niece, but other ones say that it was left out of the will entirely. I don't know why there's that discrepancy. Like, I don't understand how we don't know <laughs> yeah, where the house I'm, went. I wonder if some people believe that her intent was to just leave it uninhabited. And I bet that that it it was, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or that she intended to give it to her niece and tell her to keep building. Like, who knows? Like, I don't, I'm not sure. No, I have a feeling that Sarah would have not wanted it to be continually built after she was gone. Yeah. Because I feel like she felt like that was, like, her mission. It was. It was her curse. Like, it was her family's curse. Yeah. And 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 why would she hand it to someone else? Yeah, that's true. Either way, regardless of who it was left to... It was appraised and deemed largely worthless. <laughs> oh. Because it's unfinished and impractically designed. You can't live in it. There was a bunch of earthquake damage. And so, like, even though it was very a very expensive house, very expensively decorated, like, it didn't go on the market for that much because it was, like, impossible to live in. Impractical is an understatement. Yes, yes. But can you imagine pouring that much money into a house then for somebody to go, that's really not worth much of anything. Yeah. Unless unless you got it. I mean, not worth much of anything. I'm sure it was worth a lot because it was like a Victorian era well, mansion. Yeah. But you It would know. be worth more if you gutted it. Yeah. So that it was j- just like the shell of the yeah. house. Because it's beautiful. Because it's enormous. It's a and be- it is beautiful. The exterior is gorgeous. It's so pretty. And it's pretty. huge. Yeah. It has like... I can't even, like, seven skylights, more than that, probably. It, it's, like, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful house. I mean, it's huge looking at the front of it, and but also the aerial shot. You're like, oh, look at how much oh, is, wait, like, back Oh, wait, it's so behind. much bigger than I could even think. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the house was put on the market, and it was leased and then later bought by John and Mamie? Is that how you sure. say that name? Uh, John and Mamie sure. Brown. Their descendants uh, are the people who now own the company that owns the house today. So it's still in that family who bought it right Mm. after Sarah died. In February of 1923, five months after Sarah died, Mamie Brown led the first tour group through the house. So it opened to the public as a tourist attraction five months after Sarah died. I mean, what else are you going to do with it? I know. Yeah. They had originally planned to build like a roller coaster and a whole amusement park like around the house, but that fell through and just was impractical and was not going to happen anyway. Huh. But it's, it still functions as a tourist attraction today. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, me too. I want to see it so bad. I would love to go. That's one of the only reasons I'd go to California. Same. That and Disneyland. Yes, I was about to say that. No offense, California. It's just, like, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my friend, AJ, who suggested this topic, thank you, AJ, um, has been, and that's, I think, why he wanted to hear more about it. But uh, he's been cool. and he's seen it. It's very cool and very weird and wonderful. And, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, so it's interesting. really interesting to me because people who build tourist traps now, not like actual attractions, I mean like tourist traps, right? build houses like this. 
Yeah. They build like them to look like this. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's now called the Winchester Mystery House because right. it was the original mystery house. Yeah. And it wasn't built to be a mystery house. It was just built like that. Man. It's wild to think about. I think I think about like um people who were alive during that time. Can you imagine just like <sighs> Yeah. Passing by Yeah, it's a good place. thing she owned all that land around it so nobody had to live next to that. <laughs> Well, but even just like, let's say I'm traveling somewhere and I happen, my my path happens to take me by this place. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening here? It's so, it's it, fascinating. Yeah. It and is it's fascinating, really fascinating. The idea that like building basically mazes of walls and doors and windows was like thought to confuse spirits that's very interesting yeah the the implications of the old ideas about like that spiritualists held is also very interesting yeah Yeah. because today spiritualists would never recommend something like this or maybe they would but like you know our our thoughts about spirits have changed so much since then yeah it's about cleansing and opening and yeah it's very different yeah Mm mm-hmm I mean, in in most of the ones I know, but I'm sure there are spiritual traditions that still think something like this. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, we we were joking about, you know, build a wall around it and it won't know where to go. But a lot of traditions have a lot of things that have to do with leading spirits on. Mm. And so the idea that you're leading and the energy is like flowing through the house in such a way that will keep them from getting to you is interesting. It sounds less like leading and more like trapping. Yes. And but if you if you already hold a, a concept of spirits can be led from place to place, why can't spirits be trapped in a certain place? Like, yeah. I think the yeah. ideas are connected. Hmm. Very interesting. It's, yeah, she's very interesting. I, I, I like a lot about her and her life. And yeah, she's cool. I, I enjoyed learning more about the, that weird, weird house. Yeah. Which is, of course, reported to be haunted. We didn't talk that much about that, but like, yeah, she's I mean, she's supposed to haunt the house, and uh, like an old ha- groundskeeper is said to haunt the house, and obviously, all the spirits of the people who were killed by Winchester rifles are said to haunt the house. So it, it's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally buy that. Okay, no, nope. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. But. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's interesting. Very. Hmm. Well, um, history's great, but today's good too. What's your favorite thing about modern times? Spooky edition. Yes, a spooky modern times. Welcome to modern times. It's the segment of the podcast where we talk about things that we like about today. Specifically, this time, spooky things that we like about today. Yeah. Because we love a theme in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one or would you like me to go first? I have one. I can go. Okay. Halloween costumes. Oh. I love Halloween costumes. I love, I love Halloween costumes. I don't like the Halloween costume industry. No, 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 no. But I like the idea of dressing up on Halloween. I Mm -hmm. like building a fun costume out of nothing i like picking a theme for a group of friends to go as something for halloween i just think it's fun it's an excuse to make a costume and i'll take it like anytime i always will take that (laughs) 
When I was a kid, the fun of costumes was about the pretending to be someone else. Like, I wanted to be a witch for Halloween because I wanted to be a witch. Or I wanted to be Jasmine for Halloween because I liked Jasmine and I thought she was cool and I wanted to be Jasmine. Yeah. But as the, I like that that when that's the fun part of it as a kid but it can still be fun as an adult because it you things about halloween costumes are fun and they like transfer as you get older yeah i have to admit i get very lazy about halloween costumes because i'm not the type of person that really like goes out on halloween i like to stay home and like watch movies and kind of veg out and like have a little spooky night to myself Mm -hmm. um so i i usually only dress up like at work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i don't want to get into like full costume at 7 a.m yeah (laughs) so i get lazy about it but i am very um, lucky that my school because i'm i don't i'm not like a going out to a halloween party kind of person either but my school does a thing where we do trick-or-treat for canned goods so we go out when the kids are trick-or-treating and we collect canned goods for our local food pantry while we do that so we get to dress up and go out and trick-or-treat and I get an excuse yeah. to dress up. <laughs> when I say go out, I just mean like out of the house. I know. <laughs> but when like I was even in college, I went out to like Halloween parties. Right. But, but like if so I didn't out. have that, I wouldn't have an excuse to go out and be in a costume. Right. And when I'm older, I'm going to be a teacher, right? And I'm still going to get an excuse yeah. to do that. I'm still going to get to wear Halloween costumes on Halloween. I'm so excited. That is great. If I had a house, I would yeah. probably like dress up to like hand out candy to yes, trick-or-treaters for sure um but i do not so yeah not worth it halloween costumes that's my thing it's good would you like to hear mine yes ghost tours yes 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 i love ghost <laughs> they're tours. the best they're the best i love them so much i went to uh Maryland last year with a friend of mine we just went like on a weekend trip and it was in the fall so we were like let's find a ghost tour and they had one um and the the tour guide like dressed up in this kind of old-timey outfit I don't totally know what the theme was because it wasn't about a specific time in history (laughs) necessarily but he had like you know like a top hat and like a belt with some stuff on you know like your generic old. old spooky person yeah, and and he also, like, it was so weird because for part of it, he had, like, bits. But it seemed like as the tour went on, there weren't bits anymore. So, like, <laughs> the first the first place we stopped, he's, like, telling us the story. And it's something about, like, somebody got stabbed or whatever. And he, right. like, pulls out a fake knife and is like, and he stabbed him through the, you know? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. A fake plastic, like, but fake bloody knife for whatever yeah. reason and i was like oh it's gonna be this kind of tour but then that didn't continue <laughs> so, so it was he only did something like that maybe a couple more times and then not again at all mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great one of the reasons i like ghost tours so much is because they're history tours in disguise yeah yeah so you you get to learn it's a fun way to learn about a place so yes, you're learning the history actively while also getting really fun and specific stories about what happened to people and why they might still linger, right? Like it's, it's a way to get a specific spe- history about a place. I love the specificity of the stories. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it, it fleshes out the history of the place where you are. Mm-hmm. So there That's is true. an 
asylum near my school. Um, it's like very a, famous. a historic asylum near my school that uh, Sis and I have been to a couple of times. And we've done the history tour and the ghost tour. We were tour just there. there this past weekend. Yes, we were. Um, but so. We are, even though the history tour was wonderful and very interesting, we already knew a lot of it because we have been on the ghost tour and we learned a lot of it, but we just knew more specific stories this time mm-hmm. around, you know, like it was very cool. I love ghost tours. I'm with you. I love ghost tours. I just love them. I love ghost tour guides. Yes. Oh my because gosh. I yes. love when they have like their whole like script written out like the same guy that I was talking about before he he was very friendly and he was really knowledgeable like when you asked him a question he would give you an answer but he also had like his script right so more than once he'd be in it and then like a car would go by or something and interrupt him and he'd like backtrack a couple sentences and start from there again (laughs) you know what I mean yeah and it was like yeah that's (laughs) That's about right but it was very interesting. And it was interesting to do it in a place I had never been before. Yes. Right? So, like, there are ghost tours in the towns adjacent to our hometown. And we've been to those. And those are interesting because you know the place. And, it's and like, they flush oh. out what you know already about the place. Yeah. Or, like, this place I pass every day. Here's something that happened here that I never knew about. But it was very interesting in a place I had never been to before because I had no concept of, like, the layout of the town. Yeah, it's or... a cool way to get, like, a first look at a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. I I just love ghost tours. Yeah, I love ghost tours. They're the best. A fun thing to do this yeah. spooky season. Yeah, find a local ghost tour. Ghost it's great. It's the best. You will not regret it. I mean, unless the one you go to happens to be a really bad one, but I think <laughs> fair. <speaking. laughs> yeah, they're usually pretty good. But even if it's um, bad, it's still and fun. even the bad ones. <laughs> exactly. Even the bad ones are still fun. Yeah. Well. That's it for this week. Um, our next episode will be another spooky episode. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I'm stuck between two different ideas and I haven't decided. But it will so, be spooky and that's what matters. It will be spooky. Ooky. Um, speaking of spooky, I just got an email about a bill that is ready to be paid. Oh, so The spookiest. Terror. <laughs> terror. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have suggestions for topics, comments, or questions you can email us at remember that pod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at rtt pod um i love reading people's tweets um last week we got uh, a recommendation from listener of this show and a show i used to be on um montreal which is still one of my favorite twitter names um she recommended us to some friends so that was really nice um so thank you for listening and thank you for recommending. Yeah. And if you, yeah, if you have a recommendation for a topic, you might get a whole episode because this was a recommended topic. Today's yeah, episode was a recommended topic. So if you have something you want to learn about, tell us. We will learn about it for you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at The Real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. Awesome. So we'll let you know the topic next time, I guess, because we don't know it now, but that's fine. That's fine. And until next time, remember that time.